So if we are wondering when we're recording this, hello, beautiful viewers. Legacies just got canceled, and as did I. <laughs> Legacies got canceled yesterday. When we're as we're recording this, Legacies got canceled on Thursday. We're recording this on Saturday morning. Yeah, this is oof. We have an end date now. This is not fun. This podcast has a terminus now. We, I only joked like, that we would have an end, that we would go forever, but now I'm like, damn. <laughs> I mean, I was expecting at least like six seasons of Legacies. Like, I was expecting like six or five. Not I was like, expecting five at a spinoff. Again, that was my prediction from like way back when. I'm like, five seasons of Legacies and another spinoff. Like, that was spin-off. my prediction. <laughs> yeah. <Pedro> spin-off. <laughs> Who knows? If you want a dedicated fan base that's mildly wrong in so many ways, we're hired. We're looking. We need a new home. <laughs> I'll go on Apple TV. I don't care where I go. I'll go somewhere. I will buy a subscription to somewhere. <laughs> Please. No offense. I will be pirating if it goes on Apple TV. Anywhere <laughs> else, you're good. You'll get my money. I will be pirating it if it goes on Apple TV. Should we talk about this episode of Oh yeah, vampire we should rip, ab- rip rip legacies, but let's talk about this vampire diary. We're not even n- anywhere near legacies in chronological like in chronology I mean, yet. Hope's about to be born, so like So we're only 16 years, <laughs> years away, away from legacy. <laughs> <laughs> that was our that was our impromptu legacies funeral. Legacies, you were the best of us, you were the worst of us, and you are and probably will forever be known as the campiest, corniest TVDU show, but that is a badge of honor, I promise. It is, honestly. We lay you to rest now. Amen. Amen. <laughs> May your spirit soar. <laughs> May your spirit soar on Phoenix wings. Amen. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to After It's Vampire Dice Fancast, only 10 years too late. This week, we are watching Season 5, Episode 19 of The Vampire Diaries, Man on Fire. I'm B, joined by my co-host, Brian. Say hi, Brian. Oh, hello, I am morn- I'm in mourning. <laughs> I'm wearing black today. I'm wearing black and red to represent Legacy's blood. Representing the blood I'm wearing, I'm wearing a red the shirt. red wedding that the CW Network had last week. God, imagine if, if I'm kind of happy this didn't happen when Vampire Diaries was around. Because, oh my God, I would be like a stress ball. <laughs> I would have been this dead week, We are watching Man on Fire. The Netflix description for this episode is, Stefan tries to distract Elena from obsessing about her relationship with Damon, while Bonnie tries to be realistic about changes on the other side. Literally, that's like the first five seconds of this episode. They Also, Netflix. I don't think a big part of this episode is Elena trying to distract herself. No, I mean, not really. It seems like Stefan is helping her study. That's the bigger thing. That's <laughs> like, literally it. That's all that they're doing. They're just sitting there studying. And like, we don't even get like normal like TV shows give you like a teaser. Like, and then they go like title card. Bum, 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 bum. The previously went on so long in this episode in this episode that they just cut to the they just cut to the title card. They're like, yeah, no, we're good. Yeah. Did I also I watched the previously on segment and it felt way longer than usual. Yeah, normally it's like previously on the Vampire Diaries, and it's like, Elena's in danger. Damon, I love you. Damon, we're broken up, and then bleh. 
and then we're like into the episode. But like this, they is, had like, a lot of shit they needed they to like. <laughs> they had a lot of ground through, to cover. I guess. <laughs> they had well, a lot of ground to cover. They had a lot of ground to cover, and I don't know if so they necessarily needed to cover all that ground. No, um, they really. Real. I feel like this one they really had to like cover the bases of like. The Whitmore, like the the Whitmore thing, and then like the travelers are doing a thing. Oh, Damon and Elena broken up. Oh, Stefan and Elena are friends again, and they are really trying to yeah. take these three like disparate plot lines and meld them together, and it's not working. They are not making a beautiful friendship bracelet out of these three weird <laughs> strands. I gotta tell you, they no, are this not. Was, this was not a good friend, like. It's a great episode. Like I love this episode. Like it's I think it's a good it was, episode. It's such a good it's, episode. It's better just, than we've had recently with TVD. It's just the pacing was so weird. I was just like, huh. But like I remember watching it, and like it felt like I was watching it for the first time because I haven't watched this episode probably in like. This years. is not a rewatch up. Ep- this is not an episode you rewatch. Yeah, this is kind of. But this is kind of one that I was even like, huh. This is some good shit. Yeah, I just, was like, it's okay, this is a pretty together. bad season, but, like, this is a... I'm vibing with this episode, kind of? Yeah, it just weirdly was put together. Weirdly, like... like some of This it was episode like a little, felt a little bit Frankensteined. Yeah, it kind of felt like they had to, like, put things together to make it work. Yeah. But other than that, fantastic time. The problem with TVD season five... Is Where that want to start? <laughs> there's a lot of them, but I think the biggest problem is that you know, for the first seven episodes, you had one sort of like set plot line, right? You had the Ketia Silas plot line, and it's like, yeah. okay, cool, like I can vibe with this. This is it's not good, but it is certainly a plot line that we are doing this season. Cool, great, and then it reaches like episode seven and that plot line ends and you're like don't we still have 14 more episodes to go in this season and yeah. the answer is yes you do still have 15 more episodes to go in the season so you like- need- and then they just like yeah <laughs> split wildly then they're like we'll do a little bit of this a little bit of that a little bit of little bit of everything we'll make a delicious little stir fry newsflash your stir fry sucks this yeah, stir fry can, sucks so bad. You can kind of tell towards the end of the season they're kind of like, oh, we did too much. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like the one, the problem, like 100% was the Whitmore plot. Like, I'm sorry. The like, Whitmore plot was the problem. And the Whitmore plot continues to be the problem here. Yeah. And it's, it's not like it was a bad idea. Like it was, it's a cool idea. Like, combining like supernatural medicine like what works and what doesn't work like i love that kind of stuff like when the human element takes on the supernatural element and like stuff like that yeah i but like it, it. Kinda, it's a good it, plot line like they, they just did didn't it in, do it right <laughs> yeah they did it in buffy season four and like they had like a whole initiative where they're making humans into demons and ugh, it's complicated <laughs> so true it's ugh. but like it just kind of felt like this season could have done away with that. And had they just focused on like the other side drama, the travelers, like things like that, the other things that I do, like I think were stronger this season, I think it would have been better. Yeah. I think the problem is they tried to do three plot lines basically 
give or take. Yeah. They tried to do three main plot lines on the end of the show, right? You have um, the other side collapsing. That is one plot line. You have the travelers. That is one plot line closely intertwined with the other side collapsing, but like whatever. And then you have all of the Whitmore drama. We can also lump Damon and Elena's mini breakups in <laughs> this in that in that Whitmore drama, right? Yeah, you can. The the problem is is that those two, right, the traveler and the other side, they're like those are like braided together right they can be separated but they are more or less the same problem kind of like coming together and everything right yeah and then you just have this whitmore one and like the thing is is that you have enough content with the other side and the traveler plot lines to like fill out a season like i don't know what they were so scared of trying to do here like but they had enough content to fill out a whole season i don't know why they just didn't ax the whitmore stuff yeah, because the Whitmore stuff was kind of over, like, very, like, quickly. Like, very quickly and easily, like, resolved. It could have been, like, a fun, like, episode thing, like... It was four episodes long of basically just Whitmore drama. It yeah. was Dead Man on Campus, The Cell, and then Fifty Shades of Grayson. Oh you know? my god, I forgot about the Catherine stuff. Jesus and Christ. And then... Yeah, and then the Catherine <laughs> stuff is there, too. Like, those... It was over in, like, three episodes. And then it's, like... Looking at, like, season four, like, we started off with Elena becoming becoming a vampire. Yeah. And then the cure came in. And then that cure led to Silas. Mm-hmm. And that, like, it kind of, each, like, part of the story, like, flowed in together. Like, the originals. Like, you, we meet the original family. Oh, there's something. Like, oh, here comes mommy trying to destroy them all. <laughs> Come and destroy them all. And then, oh, here's evil Lark. Like, he's gonna destroy them all. Like, he's the ultimate end all. And, like, even season two. Like, even season one like Damien coming back to town flowed into the founder's day. Like that's what we were building towards. Yeah. This season just kind of felt like we weren't building towards anything until the other side started collapsing. Yeah. And that again, that started like, like two episodes, ago. two episodes ago. It ugh, Season that five. started episode five seventeen. And we three episodes. I mean, two, we actually did say that. Never mind. Yeah, um, two episodes. It's just like, Girl, what the fuck is this? But then it's like we go to season three, season yeah, season six. Beautiful. Season Flowy. six is really fun. Season I six really like season six. That like it starts at one like little like little kindling of flames, and then it booms into like this whole other thing, and it jumps us right into season seven. Like, yeah, and it, like we don't talk about the later seasons all that much we didn't talk about seven and eight all that much but like season six is really really good yeah season six is really good and it kicks us into season seven and then season seven kicks us right into season eight this just kind of felt like it didn't have something to kick it into like yeah we had silas but like the whitmore stuff just kind of felt like out of the blue like surprise like yeah the travelers are the next logical step in the what the travelers are planning which we'll talk about later um It just kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. Here's the thing. I actually think that if you basically moved season six to season seven and you did the Whitmore plot in season six instead, I think that would have been a stronger progression towards what they were working, what they were working for. I think that would have been a much stronger 
progression. If you it went other side collapsing, somehow saving the other side, then going into the Whitmore plot, because then you have a nice balance of like, okay, this season is like season five, entirely supernatural bullshit. Season six, entirely college bullshit, right? I think it would have been a nice little step of like, hey, we like this college. And then you're like, oh, but there's something else underneath. You know what I mean? Yeah, like kind of like hint at the Whitmore Society kind of being like the new Founders Council. Mm-hmm. And then like have it kind of explode, kind of like the Founders Council did in <laughs> season four. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that would have been stronger though. I think if you had done yeah. season five just being pure supernatural bullshit, season six just being Whitmore pl- plots, I think that would have evened things out quite a lot better. Oh, probably. And then you had like they had to deal with like an army of like super vamps, and then like all of a sudden they're like, oh, by the way, there's heretics. <laughs> Yeah, and then I think you basically just move season seven to be season seven and eight, basically. Is you like yeah. move season six to where season seven is and then combine season seven and eight just to make it a little bit stronger and then you're done. Oh, that would have been good now that I'm thinking about it. All right, Vampire Diaries reboot <laughs> coming soon. Vampire Diaries reboot. God, <laughs> could you imagine if they canceled Legacies just to do a TVD reboot? I. I actually tweeted about this. I have a feeling it's coming. Like, you know it's going to happen. I mean, you know it's going to happen, but it hasn't even been 10 years. They did it to Charmed. Yeah, but, like, I feel like Charmed was... When did Charmed go off air? 2006. And it came, and the new, the new reboot was being talked about in 2016. Maybe we'll continue with the Vampire Diaries reboot. Elena God. will be blonde. Stefan will be Italian. <laughs> God, could you imagine... Sorry, sorry. I just had the worst thought of all time ever. Oh, no. Vampire Diaries reboot making Damon into a non-binary little meow meow. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I, would no, I would refuse to do this podcast. I'm just saying refuse. they would try it. They would try some shit with Damon to make them less problematic. You would have to pay me millions of dollars to watch that. Sorry, we do need to talk about this episode of TVD. We do. I mean, I mean, like, this is a pretty good, like, it's pretty condensed. Like, there's a lot that happens, but, this like, it's very, like... This is a pretty good episode of TVD, I guess. I don't love this episode. Yeah, it's not, like, one that I'm like, I love this episode so, so much. I want to rewatch this episode. Yeah, it's just <laughs> over weird. And over again. And, yeah. But really, there's, like, one big plot, and then that one minor plot, and that's about it. Yeah, so in a way, this episode is better than all of season five. <laughs> yeah. We get one big plot, one little teeny tiny plot. And that's it. That's all we need. Yeah. In this beginning here, Stefan is helping Elena study. Which is so cute. I like it because he's like, he asks her like a question about like anthropology or whatever. And she answers it verbatim and he's like, that means I need to ask harder questions. Like, yeah, good on you for actually caring about her education. That's Somebody true. needs to. I, God, I can't talk today. Oh, my God. Um, Great for a podcast. I know. Not like we were just talking for the past, like, 20 minutes. Um, but, um, like, poor Elena. Like, does she have ever had a chance to, like, study yet? Like, I feel like none of them have studied. Eventually, she becomes a doctor, and so this whole thing is pretty worrying, actually. (laughs) Where did she get her doctorate? Like, online? I think Whitmore, which is even more concerning. (laughs) Yeah. It's fine. Uh, She's a legacy kid. (laughs) Literally. Literally. 
Bonnie comes in acting like uh, nothing is happening. She's like totally in denial over the whole like other side thing. She's like, I'm going to die. That's fine. Goodbye. Would it be the first time? (laughs) And I'm like, girl, she is much too cavalier about this whole thing, but that's okay. Yeah, it definitely was like, yeah, no, I would have a feeling like the entire like supernatural purgatory where literally everyone that we have known for the past five seasons is stuck on like i would be freaking out and like people are getting sucked into oblivion like who like this is bad and they're just glossing it over like oh this is nothing have fun yeah which is so Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm anyway uh they get interrupted (laughs) by enzo comes over and he basically he comes in and he wants he's trying to pick a fight um good for him (laughs) he um comes in and he's like hey y'all might be able to uh to help me out here um i'm trying to find maggie and Maggie worked again. This is Enzo's sort of like girlfriend from the Augustine days. Yeah. Um, he, she worked as like an observer taking notes on behavior. Um, she apparently like never got too close, never took off her Vervain bracelet. They um, spent hours and hours talking. Uh, she left in 1950. I imagined her one day teaching at one of these fancy universities, starting a family, living her life to the fullest. I'm sure you two can appreciate that. Uh, and Enzo pulls out a picture. Uh, a picture of Maggie. Uh oh, and she's old and dead. She worse, died surrounded by grandchildren. Worse, worse, she's a beautiful young corpse. She died oh. in 1960 on November 8th. Someone <gasps> tore her head right off her body. And you know Yikes. who has that same MO when they're a ripper? That's going to be our boy, Stefan. Stefan, no, how could you? He, though, Elena's like, did you? (laughs) (laughs) She's like denying it. She's like, like, wait, what? Wait, did you do that? And Stefan's like, I wasn't a ripper in 1960. Like, I'm really sorry about your friend, but I had uh, nothing to do with it. And And it's very believable. Like, I was like, yeah, sure. He didn't do it. Yeah, because I like, really like that he's just, you know. You gotta think about it. Like Stefan, like this is the same Stefan, like nineteen twenties Ripper Stefan, who rent, rent, who went and wrote down the names of his victims in a closet. Yeah, like he would definitely remember Maggie, especially nineteen sixty. Like he does, he doesn't do selective remembering. Like obviously the nineteen twenties stuff, Klaus manipulated. But, like, Klaus wasn't around in the 1960s, and neither were the, any of the other originals. So, like, so like Stefan wouldn't have been forgotten about that. He would have remembered and written down the name somewhere. Enzo calls over. We're just kind of going to go through these plot by plot because they don't really intersect that much. Um, yeah, no. It's very much, like, this, like, ma- this main plot is very much its own thing, and then the other thing kind of just happens a little bit. Enzo calls over live <gasps> not live yeah and Li- she... luke's twin sister <laughs> luke's twin sister live yeah exactly i almost said luke's gay twin sister and i'm like actually probably not wrong 
Enzo calls over Liv. Liv sticks out her hand and starts doing some magic to um, torture Stefan and Elena. Eventually, it ends with them both tied up with some vervain ropes. And uh, Enzo reveals that he compelled some rugby bros to uh, rough up Liv's brother, Luke. Basically. And they just, like, bring in Luke for, like, two seconds. And I'm like, this is stupid. Like, why? He's like, me, like I mean, like, obviously they got a show. Like, I mean, they could have easily said like Luke's in danger off camera, but like, I like that they brought him in for just a little bit. They're, they're like, like, he's getting roughed up, and these like two like guys are just holding him, and I'm like, you know, Luke probably likes this. Like, he's just surrounded by dudes who are almost gonna kill him. You know, casual, casual gay gay culture, <laughs> gay culture, <laughs> surrounded by people that want to kill you. So true. So there's that. That's sort of all happening on Whitmore Campus's coffee shop. A really nice coffee shop for a uh, college. Yeah, and then it also, later on... like It we, also we has ha- alcohol? Yeah, it's a bar, a coffee shop, and a study session place. And also this set later becomes the armory in season, like, I think seven. Oh, so true. It's that Because, like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, wait, this is the armor. Wait, what? <laughs> Vampire Diaries, like, this is the time of the, like, the time, like, when Vampire Diaries and the originals are, like, sharing sets. And, like, you can just tell, but, like, it's really, you're just like, oh, yeah, huh? No, look, oh, that, that's the same, oh, wait, what? But, like, for the, for the originals ones, they just throw on, like, New Orleans. <laughs> In Mystic Falls with the fucking Tweedledee and Tweedledum, Matt and Jeremy are looking for the Traveler Knife. And they're, like, looking all over the house, and they can't find it. Damon comes over and is like, hey, I'm going to get started on, you know, stabbing people with a knife repeatedly, which seems like to be a good guy, which seems like it's exactly, like, up his alley. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, stab people repeatedly to be a good guy. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. Thanks, Damon. Have fun. (laughs) Thanks. Have fun, I guess. They're looking all over the house, but they can't find it. (gasps) Oh. No, where did it go? Where? Who could have it? I hope it's no one that's a traveler. He puts two and two together that um, Tyler got travelered, basically. <gasps> oh, no. Also, they found boxers underneath the couch. Yeah, I don't want to talk about how yeah. terrible this little frat house is. But, like, Matt's the only one that does laundry, so it's like, who's this at them? Like, who, who, who got undressed there? <laughs> Yeah, like, what is going on? Who 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 did this? <laughs> Damon calls Enzo and asks for help, but Enzo tells him that he's with Stefan and Elena and that he's about to kill Stefan because he was the one who murdered Maggie. Damon, I feel like, I like how Damon is like, nah, man, Stefan wasn't a ripper in the 60s. Like, even he is like, this doesn't he's, make dollars or cents. He's doubling down on it. He's like, yeah, no, that, that nope, Stefan was good then. So, like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Eventually, Enzo gets to the point where he wants, he's about to kill Bonnie, and to save Bonnie's life, Stefan admits that he did kill Maggie. And through flashbacks, we see that Stefan and Maggie did meet, and Maggie recognized him as one of the Salvatore brothers, and asked him to tell her where Damon is so that she can kill him. Uh, Maggie believes that Damon is responsible for Enzo's death in the fire, and she wanted revenge. Which, honestly, I kind of like that Maggie kind of turned into a vampire hunter to find Damon. I like it. 
question. Later in this episode, we see that Enzo um, compelled Maggie to leave and to forget all about him. Mm -hmm. Do we think that that compulsion actually worked or not? Oh, fuck, there's a plot hole. (laughs) Because this whole thing, yeah, this whole thing doesn't make sense if Damon didn't remember who, or if Maggie didn't remember who Enzo was. Huh. My theory here is that even though Enzo took off her bracelet when he compelled she her, had I drank think she, or something. she probably was drinking Vervain, which is the yeah. easiest way to describe this. But, um, hmm. Okay. Yeah, now that, now that I'm thinking about it. Huh. It don't make sense. It does not line up. Or, 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 here's an or, there's some, like, I just I'm like on I'm on the boat. There's an oar. Let's go. <laughs> or mm-hmm. Maggie became a vampire. I don't think she did. Why did she get stuck by um why did she then not overpower or not try and overpower Damon or try and build his trust by saying that she was a vampire too? Oh. Uh, well, it was a good theory at the time until you think about it. <laughs> Yeah, because it's really just like, because I'm looking at her wiki right now, and it's just like, there's really nothing. It really, like, doesn't make sense. Now, your vampire theory is bolstered by the fact that we only ever see her at night. Oh, hang on. Here's the, Enzo compelled her to leave Augustine and never return. Her compulsion may have worn off over time as she, (coughs) excuse me, as she recalled feelings of emptiness as written in her diary. This all this may also be as to why she went after Damon. But but nobody else's compulsion wears off over time. Uh, <laughs> We've never ever heard of that happening before. Maybe like the feelings of emptiness like compelled her <laughs> to go back to Whitmore and like get answers. And that's how she learned about Enzo. Like she read her old her old like journals about him, things like that, maybe. That may be. It's just like it's it more thought weird, than it's like, worth. It's it's absolutely more thought than it's worth, and they should have fucking described it somehow in this episode. Yeah, but it's just more thought than it's worth to figure out this weird, not like plot hole, but plot loop. It's just fucking weird and stupid, and made me stop in the middle. Of- I missed a good part of this episode because I was like, "Hey, how does she know?" <laughs> like, like, hey, <laughs> poor Maggie, you deserved better, baby. Women on TV shows in the early fucking 2010s had it fucking rough. Yeah, I literally thought it's this cause of death, Damon Salvatore, and I'm like, oh, you're not wrong. In the meantime, Damon asks Sheriff Forbes, who is also unpassengered now. Good. He's good. Uh, She asks, uh, (laughs) or he asks for her help in order to find out more about Maggie and her death. Liz, having the date of the murder, finds the file and brings it to him. And he remembers that actually he was the one who killed Maggie. Which, I forgot Yikes. about that. I legit was like, oh, did Stefan just forget that he killed her? Like, no. Nope. Like, oh, God, Stefan. Like, no. Like, I kind of like liked that it was Stamen, though. Like, it was a nice little, that was like, it got me quick, like, for a little bit. It's really funny. <laughs> it's really funny. I was like, oh, shit. The way that they start this flashback is genuinely so fucking funny. Damon is literally just standing next to an old car. 
that's it. That's the extent of the like 60s shit we have in this episode. <laughs> like David yeah. is literally like just standing there. I can't describe to you how enough how he is just a guy. Yeah, with like the slicked back like Elvis hair kind of thing. Yeah, and it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good on him. It looked like Stefan's like Stefan looked great in the 60s. Stefan looks like, good. Stefan looks good in any era. Damon, Damon looks is good real in hit 50s. or miss. Damon looked good in like the 50s, the 40s, like then like I think it was just the uniform thing for me in the 40s. Like him going off to war because I was like, you're gonna die, but like not really. <laughs> and also like it was very like expositional 60s of like JFK has won. Yeah, they're like, this is the closest race in American politics. Decided by the <laughs> two seconds like, later. Okay. And then two oh, seconds right. later, JFK won. It's like, oh, that's Yeah, it's like, wow, what great what what auspicious timing there. <laughs> <laughs> um basically uh maggie talks to damon they walk a little bit she tries to she tries to vervain him and he's like "Mm, no actually and then Um, then he chokes her he chokes rips her head off he darth vader chokes her lifts her feet off the ground and then squeezes real hard, and I guess that makes her head pop clean off. <laughs> Guys, pop quiz. <laughs> How far up your neck do you think your spinal column goes? If this wasn't on the CW and like was on HBO, that spinal column would have been coming right out with it. Also... Your spinal column is pretty much made so that shit like this doesn't happen. <laughs> like, yeah, like I understand. Like the obviously, like the like the the CW explanation is that Damon's super strong because she's a vampire. But like, but also, <laughs> it's a real clean cut too. It it, it re- it's like it's like, real. Like it's prop level clean. I'm so like, sorry, yeah, but it is prop like level vampires clean. like use their hand to like chop off heads, which is cool. Like. Why didn't Damon just do that? Like, yes, no, it was like choke. It, I, here's the thing for me: it was a very cool kill. Like, even Al was like, "Ooh, this is good." It was cool, but it also makes no goddamn it sense. Makes no sense, but it's good. And I'm like, "Huh? You know what? I like it. You know what? I'll keep it. I'll but keep like, it, but only because I'll I don't have it. a good alternative." I don't. It, honestly, it was very. It, and then I loved how he like made it look like it was Stefan. Because he was just pissed off at Stefan. That's all he was. I guess. Which is, it was funny. And then, like, but the worst part about this is he did it in the middle of Town Square. Like, in the middle of, like, people celebrating JFK winning. It's a mess. It's a mess, but it's a fun mess. It's fun, but again, I was like, how does she remember that? I know we can't. Damon think about was it here. Too much. It really like it made me think. I was like, this this is what like made me. <laughs> I like missed the dialogue of this scene because I was thinking so much about how this fucking Maggie plot doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it kind of just came out of like left fields. They needed and, like, a place, I guess. I was just like. What is going on here? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Before we dwell further into this hole. Enzo's torturing Stefan. Oh no. And Damon gets there in time right before he murders him. 
And Damon confesses to Enzo that he was the one who killed Maggie, but he didn't know who she was. So, like, his bad, my guy. <laughs> and Enzo's like, I don't want to hate you because that's the only thing I have left. And this he- shit was gay. It was gay as fucking hell. And I'm like, why didn't they kiss? Like, it was uh-huh. really gay. So Enzo, like, turns off his emotion so that he won't care about anything. In the and most dramatic he's like, way possible, I don't want to hate you because that would be the only thing I have. <laughs> he's like, the better Enzo- thing to do would be to turn off all my emotions, I guess. It kind of like he like he turned into like a meditative state. Like I'm like, okay, we've seen like vampires is kind of like in one instant switch is flipped. This was very drawn out. <laughs> yeah, it was really kind of gay. It was honestly, it was very fellas, gay. Is it homoerotic? <laughs> To turn your emotions off because your boyfriend betrayed you. <laughs> is that a little gay, fellas? That that is very like honestly like if they, oof, they should it should have been gay. I'm so sorry. This could have been like Enzo's like coming out like he's like he was turning gay in this moment. Like he's closing his eyes, <laughs> <turning gay>. <laughs> loading homosexuality <laughs> at sixty nine percent. Nice. So basically, um. <laughs> That's really funny. Right when I said it's 69, you went nice. My phone clicked on and said 420. And it's like, nice! Ultra nice! Um, <laughs> so Enzo's like, fuck it. Let's have some fun now that I don't care about anything. It's like, he, did, he didn't care before. So I'm like, what's the difference? I guess now he's like, well, now I know. Now I guess I'm just... We see this later later late tvd from this moment on really treats the humanity switch as like a party switch you know they're yeah. like i'm here to party because i don't care about anything else uh definitely and <laughs> he just is like fuck it and attacks live uh and damon and Stefan try to stop him but he runs away uh taking elena with him uh, Damon asks Stefan to help Liv while he goes after Enzo, believing that he can help him. Stefan gives Liv some of his blood to save her, and then he runs after Enzo as well. Enzo's about to kill Elena because he knows that Damon loves her and cares about her, but Elena fights back, so he snaps her neck. Unfortunate. And then for Sad. some reason, Stefan gets there first. Which is even... I guess Stefan knew a shortcut. <laughs> I literally don't know why a warp pipe <laughs> i don't know why stefan that is another thing that took me out of this episode i was like wait why did stefan get here first <laughs> i love how like even i'm just like you know what yeah he got there first cool have fun with it and you're like no i need a 15 page analysis on how stefan got there first <laughs> it just doesn't make sense and it was one of those it, moments it that i was like what the fuck I was going to say, we should be trying to find realism in a Vampire Diaries show, and then I realized, what is this podcast even for, then? <laughs> yeah. What are we? If not annoyingly we? pedantic. <laughs> Gay, annoying, and just talking about how much we hate Damon. Stefan gets her in time to stop him, and then he and Enzo start to fight. And they have a real fucking drag-out, like, beat-down of a fight. Yeah, and the thunderstorm wasn't affecting Elena and Damon. It just was affecting... Enzo and Stefan. I guess. Sure. Like, I know the South is weird. Like, obviously, like, I live in the South and w- it's winter here. <laughs> Rainstorms are very weird here. Like, it could be raining, like, 
on one sec like it could be raining in my apartment and then the second i turn the corner out of my apartment clear skies it's like it's weird obviously i know but like it kind of felt like they like wanted to make this a cool dramatic or there really just was a thunderstorm on set that day <laughs> it was just like and they just had to roll with it <laughs> it was just weird i don't it know was. They like it's, also it was always like thundering, never quite raining, raining. It was just it was just weird. I was like, and then why there are was raining the like, thunder, oh. and then not the thunder, and then it was weird. Um, Damon finally gets there way later for some fucking reason, and he finds Elaine unconscious, and he takes her home so that she'll be safe. He tucks her into bed, and then he leaves. Good Great. for him. I guess that's after him saying like i never want to see you again and then it's like oh like that meant nothing so i guess it's the like it's the start of him loving her again i guess you could read that much into it (laughs) he just he wants to love her again i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't go that far but you could, I guess. But, like, the Enzo and Stefan fight gets, I think, is one of the coolest, like, kills. Or, it's like, fun. It's different. Like, I didn't expect this one. It's really interesting. Like, even, like, I knew, like, spoiler alert, Stefan kills Enzo. Like, I knew that Stefan killed Enzo. And I knew, like, and, I and like, the second, like, obviously the fight, like, continues on and on and on. Stefan like punches through his chest and is like, I don't want to kill you, and blah 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 blah. And then Enzo's like, No, actually, kill me. And then he like just backs up and has Stefan rip out his heart. Like, what the f- like what? Like, I forgot that was the thing. Yeah. So like here's the here's the thing about that fight that I really like is they fuck around, you know, they like fuck up some cars, they make some quips about insurance, and then at one point, Stefan gets thrown back against a car that's leaking gasoline. And Enzo oh, yeah. um, le- like sits down and like kneels down in front of him and pulls out a lighter. And he's like, how funny would it be if this is how we fucking go, huh? <laughs> and uh, kind of bonkers. And, Wait, and what's his exact just- line here? I need to see. I, it also is just funny how, like, they, like he could have easily just killed both of them, but Enzo knew that the one way to get Damon to, like, turn against Stefan was to have Stefan kill him, and that's, like, the ultimate revenge, or something like that, I think is what he said. Yeah, so Enzo punches a car, creating a hole from which gas leaks, then he pulls out his lighter, which is actually Maggie's lighter, and he's like, Surprise. I wonder what she'd think about all this. Of course, no one knows what lies in the great beyond for a mere human like Maggie. Probably nothing. It's probably just as well that she's not watching this. I believe it might upset her. Shall we burn together, you and I? Perhaps just you? And then you're like, oh shit, is this episode called Man on Fire because they do actually get on fire? No, actually. Mm-hmm. Stefan shoves his hand into Enzo's chest, grabbing his heart. And Stefan's like, my brother, he sees something good in you. <laughs> and Enzo is all like kind of cocky, like, don't you? Isn't there a part of you that thinks I can be redeemed? And Stefan basically no. is just like, no, you won't stop until you kill Damon. Not with your emotions off, there sure isn't. And Enzo's 
better yet, wouldn't it be a sweet piece of revenge when Enzo finds out, or when Damon finds out that you killed his best friend? Have fun sorting this out with your brother. And Enzo just like pushes himself away from Stefan, whose hand is still holding Stefan's heart. Or fuck, Jesus. Enzo Enzo pushes himself away from Stefan, whose hand is still holding Enzo's heart. Stefan just sort of like stares at the organisms in his hand and watches Enzo's body die. And then he drops the heart and gets up and he pulls the phone out of Enzo's jacket pocket and listens to a voicemail from Damon. And, like, what a scene. Like, Stefan slowly dropping the uh, heart. It's like, ooh. Kind of cinema, actually. Yeah, this was a very cool, like... Kind of a cinematic serve. And it also was twisty, like... Yeah. Because it's like, technically, Stefan did kill Enzo, but also Enzo killed himself. Remember last week on Afterbite when we jokingly talked about assisted suicide and we'd be like, yeah, we'll get back to talk about this later. And um, Here's later. <laughs> here's later, I guess. Like, <laughs> It's just, it's weird. But I love it. It's so, like, it just, it creates that drama. And, like, yeah. we know right now we're not losing Enzo because we have the other side. So, like, this death doesn't really mean, like, much. But, like, but now, like, we have the added stakes of the other side is falling apart. Yeah. And this is what I meant. Do you remember way earlier in the season when I was like, yeah, Elena should have killed Damon because then it would make us give a shit about the other side more. Enzo being on the other side makes me care about the other side way more than anybody else that's currently over there. I'm sorry, Grams, Alaric, all the other vampires. Fuck it. I don't give a shit about you guys. I care about Enzo. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's what I give a shit about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's like, I think putting characters on the other side really makes it like. Makes it hit. It does. So. In the whole other. Well, actually, let's go a few more things in this plot line before we go back. Stefan decides that it's better not to tell Damon about Enzo's death. So he texts Damon from Enzo's phone and says that he's leaving town and he goes to find Elena. And Elena wakes up and she doesn't know how she got home. Stefan tells her about Enzo and what happened and that he says that he doesn't want Damon to know. And then he calls Bonnie to tell her the same. And Bonnie, you know, like agrees not to tell Damon that Enzo passed through. And Enzo appears to her to pass through the other side and Bonnie hides from everybody even Jeremy the fact that the dead person passing through her is Enzo also Bonnie quick sidebar about Bonnie's plot for a second yeah because holy fuck she was like at the beginning of this episode like yeah I don't care like I'm fine the other side goes I'll go with it and then like the second she like talks to Liv about it and like Liv goes like yeah there's nothing you can do she full on just breaks down. Like, and then she decides to lie to everybody about it. Yeah. Like, Bonnie, yeah. like, for God's fucking sakes, we know what happened last time when you did this. You didn't tell your friends, and guess what happened? <laughs> like, let them say, give you a proper goodbye. Like, I'm sure you get a good funeral with the birdie song behind it. <laughs> like, come on, babe. Yeah. But just. And it also kind of makes you think, like, it also adds on to that, like, 
the whole like the other side collapsing thing, there's no loophole this time to save it. Like, yeah, there was danger with Amara. Like, if Amara had killed herself, then the other side would have just collapsed. But they're like, quick, shove it, shove it, give it to Bonnie. Like, go. But like, as soon as like the Marcos thing happened, they're like, nah, never mind. Other side's collapsing now. Bye. Yeah, it's just so weird. It is weird. But like, now there's like no loophole, no sacrifice, no nothing to save Bonnie. So it's kind of like, oh, this is final, isn't it? And it's scary. Um. <laughs> so there's all that. Yep, Enzo's dead, and he's gonna fuck shit up on the other side now. For Stefan, this is gonna be good. Yeah. Now we need to go talk about the whole other part of this episode, which can be. <laughs> Described in one paragraph, pretty much. Honestly, yeah. Like, if we had, like, jumped between that and this, we would have gotten so confused. Exactly. This whole little fucking traveler bit is so bullshit. It is, but it also, like, introduces, like, what we're going to be facing at the end. Exactly. So, the traveler's leader, Marcos, uses Sloane... (laughs) Um, as sort of like a volunteer test subject for their experiment. They want to see if they can remove magic with the doppelganger's blood. So Marcos uses Tyler, who is travelered under Julian, and he uses Tyler's blood to see if they can turn Sloane into a vampire. And then Sloane drinks the doppelganger blood that they have from Stefan and Elena, while the rest of the travelers chant a spell. And Marcos makes this whole big deal about how he holds up like two tiny vials and he's like, this is the last of the doppelganger blood. They just wasted it. I'm like, you, you and then they so just much. made Sloan drink it. And you're like, okay, whatever. Um, and then basically they turn Sloan into a vampire and then Sloan drinks the doppelganger blood. And then eventually they check to see if the spell worked and the um, Sloan is no longer a vampire. <gasps> After drinking the doppelganger blood and having the travelers chant a little bit, Sloane is no longer a vampire. <gasps> There's another cure. There's another cure. Right after Yay! that, though, she dies since the what? spell brings the person to their last state of being mortal, and that state apparently was death. Which, uh oh. <laughs> what oh, indeed. It's kind of like. I love these kind of plots where it's like, like everyone's going to get affected by it. Like, yeah, it's fun when it's like one person gets affected by it, but this is literally the entire show. Like these are all the vampires in our show are going to get affected by this in some way, yeah. somehow. Like it, it's scary to think about because now anyone could die. Like true. Anyone could die. Marcos announces that they now know that the doppelganger blood can reverse the spell of someone being a vampire. So basically, like, it's sort of reminding us that vampirism is just magic. Yep. After all. And it can be taken away. And that they can finally defeat the vampires and make the town their home. They need some lot more doppelganger blood, I guess. (laughs) But it's kind of interesting because it's like, are they going to remove magic from the entire, like, witch magic from the entire world? Or I don't know. It's it's interesting. I like that they're sort of vague with it. They're like, yeah, 
we can finally have a place to call our own. And I'm like, why are you choosing Mystic Falls, Virginia? It's not yeah. like that pretty. It's just an average. Like if they had like a lake or something nearby, I'd be like, yeah, they sure, definitely. They All they have, have is like remember? a watering hole. And I'm like, that's not very falls. pretty. <laughs> like, it's they just like falls. you could have chosen anywhere. Like the falls sure are like fine. But like you could have chosen I have a feeling anywhere. it's also because of like the mystical like behind the scenes of it all. Because, like, so much magic is there. But they also don't use traditional magic, so it's kind of like, huh. Yeah, I just don't... Um, why are you choosing Mystic Falls, Virginia? <laughs> why? Why? Honestly. Not to be rude, but why would you choose Virginia? Why not somewhere on the coast? Why not... Well, Virginia is on the coast, but you know what I mean. Why not, like, a little coast town or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just really, like, okay why virginia question mark okay fine um there's all that though the the travelers are going to be causing some trouble here soon <gasps> dun 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 and i can't wait because those episodes are quite honestly some of my favorites of season five yeah i know i'm excited to get into it so um Last scene this episode is Stefan and Damon talking. And they're just like chatting. I actually really like this episode. Uh, this ending part, I should say. Yeah. So Stefan tries to convince like Damon like that Enzo's not his responsibility. Like, you know, Damon's like, oh, so what? You're the only one who gets to play hero or you just don't think I can do it? And Stefan's like, I don't think he's worth saving. And Damon's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, the whole time I was in that cell, every time I'd say something terrible about you or blame you for not coming to rescue me, Enzo would bring me back from the edge. Enzo reminded me that at least I got to grow up with a family. At least I still had family out there, which is more than he could say that he, than, than he could say for himself, said he envied me for having a brother. Even a crappy one like you. He defended you, Stefan, even though he didn't know you. Said it was good that there are people on the outside, people just living their lives free and clear of our Augustine hell, people worth holding on to our humanity for because we loved them. And all that time as a prisoner, every time I wanted to give up on you, Enzo stopped me from hating you. That's why I have to help him. I owe him for that. And so do you. And then, unseen by both of them, on the other side, Damon appears. Or Enzo appears. Fuck, I cannot talk this episode, gang. It's okay, neither can I. Enzo appears and he's like, it's too late to make amends, Damon. You know me. Never let go of a good vendetta. And this one is just getting started. Ooh. Wow. It's gonna be good. I love Enzo being like, I am absolutely sure I can come back from death. Like, he has some sort of trump card, you know. Like, oh. I love this. I love this. I do too. It's really good. Like, it's so good. I love this ending to this episode, actually. I think this, like, ending scene with Damon and Stefan drinking and Enzo just, like, appearing is really fucking good. Yeah, it just... And it's nice to kind of have that, like, brother bonding moment kind of thing. Yeah. 
like I like that. Like I love I like I think I said like before, like some of my favorite scenes are when Damon and Stefan just talk and drink bourbon. Like those are some really good some good shit. Yeah. I really, really like I think this episode is pretty good. I just I pacing really love weird. that ending. The pacing was weird. Pacing was weird. But it kind of felt like it was nice to kind of have a condensed like episode where everyone was kind of in the same place at the same time. Yeah. It's so it's a really fucking good ending and to this episode. Yep, and it's setting up the next three episodes, which is just pure freaking chaos the next few episodes. Pure fucking chaos, yeah. But it's like, quite honestly, it wraps up this season nicely. Yeah. Somewhat. (laughs) Brian. Hi. Scale of one to ten. Actually, I have a fun fact before we rank this episode. A fun fact? I have a fun fact. Without looking at her IMDb page or her page on the wiki, Uh Sloane is married to a very famous actor. Who, what actor do you think she is married to? Like, very famous? Um, I would say pretty famous in the sitcom space. A household name for sure. Oh, shit. Do you want a hint on what one of the shows that they were on is? Yes. The Full House Revival. Bob Saget? Fuller House. No. Oh. (laughs) John Stamos? Yeah. Are you serious? She's married to John Stamos? Yeah. What? Yeah. John Stamos? I can't believe John Stamos' wife was on The Vampire Diaries. Yeah, to be fair, they did get married long after she was on TVD. Again, this episode aired in 2014 and they got married, I think, in like 2018 but still oh, okay john still yeah they have a son <gasps> good for the i knew that i knew that because john stamos is obsessed with disneyland and every time he like posts a picture it's like the disneyland sign he owns yeah but um I, they apparently shit. that's something they like really had in common or whatever like he proposed to her at disneyland oh <gasps> or at disney world <gasps> sorry yeah. She's a Disney adult and was on the Vampire Diaries. Yeah, she's a Disney bounder and she was on the Vampire Diaries. Salone is my favorite character now. Oh my god. <laughs> Bonnie Bennett who? Bonnie Bennett who? <laughs> Caroline Forbes dead. Found gutted. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. That's cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, that well, anyway. is... Uh, after that fun fact, I'm giving it a 10. I'm joking. Um. <laughs> what are you ranking this episode? Hmm. I want to it felt like a nothing burger, but at the same time... Shit happened. Like, I enjoyed everything Enzo did this episode, but it I think death that was, was like it. a filler. Yeah. It was death a filler to, so that we could pad the runtime to get to the last three episodes, which are more important. But uh, uh, I want to say, I think I'm going to go eight with this one. Because rewatching it, like, I found myself, like, enjoying it again. Eight seems fair, yeah. Eight seems fair. Like, I'm giving it two points off purely because the 
the, some of the cuts between like Enzo and Maggie, like in the cell, were reused a lot. Yeah, they didn't get a lot of uh, B-roll for that. They did a lot of B-roll and archival footage for this, and I was just like, "Can we, can we pick up the pace did a little bit?" Something new, yeah. Like, I let's think... go. But again, I did enjoy it, so I. Yeah. I don't know. I'm feeling maybe. Feeling maybe I'm gonna go with like a seven. That's fair. Because I don't think it's like that good. Like I like again, I like everything that Damon do- or that Enzo does. I like the plot progression that happens. It's just that there's not a lot of it. Yeah, there <laughs> and really I was isn't more like, can we fucking move on? Can we get? Can we go? Can we go a little bit faster, please? Like that fight between Enzo and Stefan though was like really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And I also love, like, I forgot, I forgot to mention this, like, when um, Stefan broke free from the ropes and he did that jump punch. Yeah. Um, and so that was cool. Like, the, there was, like, there was just some, like, good stuff that happened in this episode. Is it going to go down in history as the best Vampire Diaries episode of all time? No, it never will. But it was a good ep. It was a good, like, it was good, consi- like, compared to what the rest of the season has been. <laughs> We keep this saying compared one. to what the rest of the season has been, but like this season is still fairly low ranked, obviously. Like I have it right now, it's sitting at a 6.7 cumulative for me. But like. Yeah. It's not like we have quite a few episodes that are like, this is a nine or this is a 10. But if they're not that, then they immediately go down to like seven, three, five, four. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's no, like, this is a fairly good middle of the road episode. Great. It's a middle. It's a mid episode. It's a mid episode for sure. Yeah. Next week on Afterbite, we get into what I truly consider to be the good shit. We are watching the originals season one, episode 20, a closer walk with thee. Yes. We get into the good shit. Yeah, get into the good shit. I'm very excited for this. I'm when really I, excited to finish off the originals. I think genuinely, yeah. it's really, really good. I know, like I love how I say, like I love, ta- like I said, like, I'm really excited for how like this season of Vampire Diaries ends. I'm more excited for how the originals is going to end. Yeah, like that's one that I'm like very excited to talk about because it's going to be epic. Yeah. Yeah, I really Like I said, I dig the end of the originals, everything. I think the fact that season 5 is only getting good again and near the end is like yikes. Um Yeah. That's it for us. You can head on over to breakroundmedia.com slash shop to get merch. You can head over to patreon.com slash afterbite if you'd like to get the episodes a day early. And also access to fun things like our Patreon live streams every month, um, as well as some like merch discounts, some other goodies. Uh, also like behind the scenes episodes. Like I do little like behind the scenes shots about like how we make episodes and how I edit them. It's a fun time all around. Yeah. All right, we patreon.com slash afterbite. That's it. We're done. Goodbye. That's it. Same legacies. If we maybe uh, maybe maybe yeah. same legacies. For right now, it's fresh and new. Let's save some legacies. What? Five dollars a day to save your <laughs> local legacies. <laughs>